Hi, this is Antronetta. I just wanted to welcome you to my podcast. Um, thank you for just going on this journey with me and we've been going on this journey and just been talking about ways to change our perspective and change the way we've been viewing and thinking about things. And today I just wanted to quickly just encourage us to to know that prayer changes the narrative. Prayer changes everything. This is not just the saying. This is true. Um, and I'm only telling you because this is something that I do. Um, this is something that has gotten me through so many difficulties in life. Just staying in prayer and fellowship with God. So I just wanted to unravel it first and foremost by defining what prayer is. Prayer is communion with God. It is dialect. It is birth and intimacy. Just a conversation between you and your maker, between you and your father, between you and your first love. God, who is our husband, according to Isaiah 54 and 5, God, who is so faithful and love us with an irresistible love. This God desires to speak with us, desires to commune with us, and we are encouraged to pray without ceasing. And it's in that place, that place of prayer, that God reveals the innermost parts of ourselves that we don't even know. Um, Sometimes we're dealing with things and they're just on the surface. We don't understand, you know, why do we keep facing some of the same problems? The faces are changing. The problems are staying the same. And the narrative's just not changing. Why is this, I mean, the rut just is in this cycle and some of that only comes out through prayer and fasting as you're praying and talking with God he can reveal to you your very heart's intent and motive and hidden things that you don't even know roots that may be causing things to trigger in your life that probably originated when you were a child a hurtful thing that you were that was probably spoken over you or to you that you haven't healed from completely so you're rehearsing it and remembering it remember it to to do again to bring it back together again remember think about them when you're remembering you're literally putting it back together that's why it's vital to remember what God says about us what he said to us what he even says through us sometimes and for me, remembering those things happen in my prayer closet. In my prayer closet, when I'm talking with God, he's reminding me of his word, reminding me that his thoughts towards me is of good and not of evil to give me a future and a hope. That is a very big deal when your situation seems hopeless, when it seems like all of your plans are failing, when it seems like disappointment after disappointment continue to knock at your door, when it seems like you keep having closed door after closed door. It's in that prayer, that prayer, that asking God what you will and him giving it to you because we asked according to his name's sake and, and we prayed in faith he said he, we can have anything that we ask and it goes it we have to ask it according to his will we only know his will when we present ourselves romans 12 1 and 2 when we present ourselves as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto him that's our reasonable act of worship 
and not being conformed to this world but being transformed by the renewing of our mind it's by then we're able to prove that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God the will of God is revealed in that intimacy in that prayer time with him when we're letting him know our heart and what we feel about things God is the great listener not only that he knows every single thing there is to know about us he's the best counselor we will ever be able to sit down with is God he can counsel us and that's good counsel godly counsel can happen through him I thank God for um counseling you know marriage counseling has helped me and my husband tremendously um just individual counseling all of that but the counsel that I got from God was raw there was nothing hidden sometimes we can be talking with people and we hide certain things because we feel ashamed and we don't want them to see exactly where we are we're disappointed to say that we thought these things or God knows every single thought in our mind he knows every follicle um every hair everything about us so we can lay it bare and be honest and say god i'm afraid i feel weak and i just don't feel it anymore i need your help i need your strength and it's in those weak points that his strength is made perfect we find that in prayer prayer starts to cause things that are unseen to start to take place so that what we're praying for will start to materialize but it happens first it's birthed in prayer prayer is like the birthing center that we're literally causing and things to come to life by speaking what god is speaking over us and trusting him with whatever given situation that we have i remember a time in my life where I was praying for something. It was day in and day out. The Bible says to pray, to to pray without ceasing. It says ask. The word is not a one-time thing, one and done. Oh, I asked, I'm done. No, it's, that word means to ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Let's walk through that. Sometimes we may ask for something, but then it requires for us to keep asking until we hear from God and get the peace from God that he has heard our prayers and we can rest assured that he's going to do it his timing is perfect and sometimes we have to start to have that expectation that great hope that i'm expecting god to move and work on my behalf because he said it in his word and his thoughts towards me is of good and out of evil he's given me a future and a hope so now you're seeking the very thing that you've been asking god for but then sometimes the door is shut and you have to start to knock on that door that door you're knocking on you recognize that any door god open no man can shut and the doors that God shut no man can open so you are believing and trusting and resting assuring that God if you spoke it there's not a door that can be closed there's not even a gate in hell that can prevail against what you have spoken over me God's word is living active powerful when God speaks a word in our life that word is sustainable that word is sufficient God's word is sufficient enough God's word is so sufficient that when he said let there be in the beginning things are still being what he called it to be when he said let there be light the light is still being (laughs) I'm laughing about that because the light is still in alignment with what God spoke over it the lesser light in the greater the lesser light and which is the day and then the night light God still 
is working at together every single thing that he calls to stay it has to stay in its place the water cannot proceed and go any further than what god allows neither can the air in the atmosphere in which we live if if the air here was to try to maneuver in any kind of way it would become unbreathable for us but our atmosphere is literally held together by the word that god has spoken the bible says in the book of job that god gave the very air its weight who would have known that air has weight if god didn't give it to it and so i'm just fathom that god's word is powerful According to the book of Hebrew, God's word is powerful, it's living, active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. According to the book of John 17, 17, his word is truth. His word gives life. It says the flesh counts for nothing. The spirit gives life. Jesus says the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. John 1, Jesus says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. In John 1, 26, that God's word now became flesh. Jesus is the personified version of God's word. So when we pray and pray according to God's word, it shall and will come to pass. This is not me saying, I dream of genie, whatever you ask God, you'll receive. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying God is anyone's genie. He's not our sugar daddy. He's not what we want him to be. God is not required to make our word come to pass. God is not obligated to make our wishes come to pass but his word shall not return to his him void it says all the bible what is his word the bible the holy bible is god's word that we can lean on timothy tells us that it's the word of god every single word is god breathed he inspired those words to be written for our reading and as we read it we can eat it it says man should not jesus told him that man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god so we can trust rest assured that as we pray according to god's word over our lives it will change our story it will change our narrative we no longer have to live in that same old sad song and story that we've been living and telling our ourselves we don't have to pass it on generational curses or anything else it stops with us we can say i am a new creation in christ jesus all old things have passed away yes i have become new christ is my real life it is in him that i live and move and have my being you can come against fear because god has not given you a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind this all comes by the reading of god's word faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of god our faith is strengthened when we are pouring and just growing up in god's word says man cannot um the just must live by faith and not by sight sometimes what you see is not real we gotta believe what god spoke over us is more real than the air in our lungs we gotta believe that what god says and speaks over us is more real than the very ground we walk on his word is sustainable his word is sufficient his word was so sufficient when he called peter to come Peter was able to tangibly walk on the word of God. Although he was in a place he should have sunk and been sinking in water, he was able to stand and walk on the word of God. 
that's the way God's word is for us. There's things that's going on in life that will make try to cause us to sink. We're in COVID-19, you know. There's death all around us, death knocking at our doorstep but we can be able to say nevertheless not I that live but Christ who lives in me realizing that this is not our real life we're just passing through this life is but a vapor but our everlasting life is rest assured in Christ Jesus we can have this hope that's not in this world but it's Christ in us the hope of glory and the second thing I wanted to say that when we pray pray fills us with hope so that we are abiding in the hope that God has called us to walk in. When we place our hope in jobs, when we place our hopes in marriages, when we place our hope in relationships, when you place your hope in your children, when you place your hope in finances, anytime any of those things so happen to leave, die, pass away, there, there goes our hope. God wants us to place and position our hope in him. Make sure our posture, our heart is postured in him, that he is filling our hearts with hope. For it says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the only way our story changes is when our hope is positioned in Christ. The last thing I want to leave us with is making sure that you're positioned in Christ. When we abide in him, it says when we make our home residence in Christ, that is done and saturated through prayer, our prayer life. As we pray, we position and posture ourselves in Christ. That positions our heart in him to be open to be filled with whatever he want to fill our heart with for god will give us the desires of our heart that doesn't mean he gives you all your wishes and wants and desires no it means he places he places his desires in your heart in the book of philippians it says that he puts the will and the do on the inside to do those things which are pleasing so when he comes telling us to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling he's only tugging and pulling at the things he placed on the inside of us God is sufficient. Praying to him makes the difference. We're not praying in the air. We're not praying afar. But we're praying to the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the writer and the originator of our stories. Only he alone should have the right to write every single detail, every period, every comma, every ending of a sentence, every new paragraph should be written by God. We should allow him to write our stories. And that is surrendered in the place of prayer. Out of everything the disciples could have asked Jesus to teach them. Jesus was a rabbi. Think about that. He was a master teacher in other religions. They even see him as being a great and phenomenal teacher. That means of doctrine, of the Torah, of the law. Jesus could have taught them anything. He could have taught them like, hey, Jesus, teach us about healing. Teach us how to do miracles. Teach us how to do all of this. But no, the thing they asked him to teach them was to teach us to pray. We should position and posture our hearts in the same way, crying out to our holy God. Teach us to pray. Teach us to to commune with you in a way that is pleasing to you, in a way that is in spirit and in truth, that we plug into heaven and you plug into us, Lord God, that we will produce, I mean, that we will bear your fruit, the fruit that are acceptable to you, Lord God, and that our fruit will remain. 
praying. And Jesus taught him this, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come. Let your rule, reign, and dominion come. Let it flood my mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Let your kingdom come and flood my heart. Let your kingdom come and flood my steps, my plans, my thoughts, my intellect, every aspect of my life. And let your will be done. That's that nevertheless. God, I never want less than what you want for me. Jesus prayed it. We should pray the same. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. God, help me to decrease in every area of my life. I need to decrease so that you may increase, that you may overflow, be overwhelming. When I speak, God, let my words edify the hearers that they may be um, penetrated with your word and your presence. I'm going to leave this when I'm going to pray with you. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, Father, that our story belongs to you. I pray you be glorified in every detail of our story, Lord God. We surrender it to you. We surrender it to you. We surrender our hearts to you, God. We surrender the pen to you, God. We surrender the typewriter, whatever it is that's doing the writing. We surrender our hearts. Let our hearts be the tablet in which you write every single word. Lord, you said everlasting is written on our hearts eternity is written on our hearts i pray you continue to author our story and perfect it and bring it into completion i thank you that you who have begun a good work you will bring it into completion even to the return of jesus christ as you said in philippians 1 and 6 god give us hope fill us with your hope fill us with your love lord god that we may love others in the overflow of the love you have given us god you fill us with your with your joy lord god that our joy may be full and fill us with your peace that surpasses all understanding when we don't understand lord god when we don't know why things are happening we can have peace that stands still in the midst of storms god i pray your will be done in our lives let every single financial need that we need in order to fulfill your purpose and your plan on this life let it be met lord god every single plan in detail you said you can perfect those things which concerns us everything concerning to your purpose and plan lord you will perfect it you will accomplish it you will bring it to pass let us not worry about anything but in all things through prayer and supplication let our requests be made known because you are a faithful god who hear our prayers who answer our prayers i lift up our children before you god continue to help us Help us to steward these children. They're yours. We give them back to you. Every single detail. You knew them before you formed them in our womb, Lord God. You know what you've created them to be, Lord God. Help us to get out of the way in those times and trust you, Lord God, to complete the work you've started on the inside of them. Lord, and I pray for marriages right now. You author the story of every marriage, Lord. You see every detail. We surrender it to you, God. You are faithful. You are loving. You are kind. You are true. I pray your perfect will be done in every aspect of our lives, Lord. And I pray that as we see prosperity in every aspect of our lives, even as our soul prospers. Help us to be a blessing, Lord, to have more than enough to give to those in need. Help us have more than enough of peace to give to those in need. Help us to have more than enough of joy, more than enough, Lord God, of just fullness of who you are. And I just pray and I thank you in advance just for your great love and your mercy towards us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you were blessed. I pray that God's 
blessings continue to overpour you thank you for joining in share this podcast with someone and continue to join us um, as we change the narrative all right god bless you bye